Right, we are going to um, hear a message from Pastor Sam. So Pastor Sam Monk um, leads the Equippers Movement and he's prepared a message that all the Equippers churches are listening to today. So we're going to switch over to hearing from him and then Pastor Dave's going to come up. Welcome to Dream Sunday. It's so great to have so many locations joining in for us to be able to do this together, to dream when it comes to the next season of Equippers Church in this nation, but also around the world. And we're excited today. Today is going to be a significant day because where we are right now is a result of a dream many years ago. And I feel like right now God's saying that we need to dream when it comes to the next 10 years or even 20 years. It's exciting. We've got 23 locations tuning in today. That's right. 23 locations just from around New Zealand, from the bottom of the south, starting in Mosgill to Dunedin to Timaru to Christchurch to Nelson there. We've got Wellington City, Hutt City, Potirua. We've got Palmerston North, which is launching in the next in the next week. We've got Masterton, Napier, Hastings, Gisborne, all the people there, Wanganui, New Plymouth, and then all the T's, Tomranui there. We've got Taupo, we've got Tauranga, Thames, we've got Pukekohe, we've got Monaco, we've got the city, and we've got the North Shore. 23 locations. Yeah, having an impact in their region and their community for Jesus. And we're excited about what's happening right now, but we're more excited about what God's going to release in the next season. Because what dreams are, dreams are the language of the Spirit. And how we receive anything from God is in our spirit. It enters our life through our spirit, not through our mind, not through our intellect, but through our spirit. And that's why Joel said in the last days, people will dream dreams. Many people, when they approach a new year, they write stuff down, they write down goals, and they think it up. But I believe the challenge for the church and every believer right now is to dream a dream, to get something in the spirit that comes via God. You know, we can live our life. Uh, and we can fulfill many different dreams, but the challenge of life, got a dream for each and every one of us, and I'm believing in this next season that, that as believers would step into our inheritance. And what I mean by that is we'd realize that as believers, we have full access to God. The good news is we don't have to go through a middle person. Jesus has made 
the way for you and I to have direct access to God. You don't have to go through an operator, you know, that connects you to Jesus. You can know God right where you are right now. In fact, many people go by many different titles in life. They can go by father, husband. You know, they may have a job title. But the greatest title that anyone can ever have is, and Abraham said it, is friend of God. And, and I know when, when we experience friendship, relationship with God, it's through that relationship we understand we have full access. And in this next season, I believe God wants to give us full access to, to healing, full access to provision, full access to His anointing and His grace. You know, right now, a lot of people look and they think, well, heaven's out there and, and, and we're reaching towards heaven. But the great news of the gospel, as Paul talks about this in Ephesians, is that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. And you, you and I have access to all that God is. We have access to His promises because of what Jesus accomplished on the cross. And then this next season, I feel like God's saying, come on, I want you to keep on reaching out. I want you to keep on believing big because I'm going to back you. That's why we have the, the backing of heaven. As Equippers Church, we're a body that just wants to equip people to fulfill their God-given dream. And I, I believe in this next season, you know, we need to be good at interpreting the dreams within people's hearts. We know in, in the story, in the Bible, there's a story of Joseph who had a dream. He shared it with his brothers. And as a result of that, persecution came. Ended up in prison. But isn't it interesting that, that he had to interpret the dream of another before his dream was actually fulfilled and realized? I, I really feel in this next season, we've got a responsibility as a church, not to come over top of people, but to come underneath them, put inside each, in, each individual. I, I believe there's a God design. There's a God, a God dream, a God purpose inside every individual's hearts. And it's for you and I to interpret, give language to that dream. And I know as we do that, as we seek to interpret the dreams of a dream in our workplace, I believe it's then and there we're going to see the fulfillment of our dream. Uh, we've got to understand if we want influence in the world and we want to be a church that can't be ignored. Not, we don't want to be a group of people just on the edge of society. Paul talks about this, and I like how the message version puts it. It puts the church is not peripheral to the world, but the world is peripheral to the church. It, the church is God's body through whom He speaks, who, through whom He moves and acts. And so we don't want to just be a small group of people on the edge of society. We want to be a church that can't be ignored. But also we want to be a body of people that, that when people see us, it's like, man, how does this happen? We want to be a church that, that people have no explanation for what's going on other than that's a work of God. That's a miracle. But also we want to be a church that can't be stopped. I believe we've proven that. You know, I love what God's done in 2020. 
in spite of all that's going on in the world, as a movement, we're planting churches. We're reaching more people than we've ever reached before. And, and, and we don't want to stop where we are. We want to keep on moving. In fact, I believe, I want to prophesy into every location that there's going to be a momentum uh, building in what God's about to be a downpour in Jesus' name because we're, we as a group of people are going to step into a place where we understand we have what full access. Come on, we're declaring that right here now. Full access. We're not waiting to 2021. Yeah, that's a theme that we're going to move into, but we have full access right here, right now to heaven. And we want to see heaven invade earth. We want to see His kingdom come, His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so we want to be a church that can't be ignored, can't be explained, and can't be stopped. But for that to happen, we've just got to keep on dreaming. We've got to dream a dream. And the Bible says all things, get this, all things are possible to those who what? Who believe. Come on, in every location, have you got, uh, we've got a group of believers together, I pray. Dream. I believe a God dream goes through st- three stages. It goes through a birth. It goes through a death. And there has to come a death so that there can be a resurrection. Now, God reveals things to our spirit, but it's so often then and there we get circumstances and situations that speak against that dream. And the challenge right now for believers is to keep believing. Come on, right now you may have a dream that's dead, but God's able to resurrect dead dreams. And I'm believing in the next season we're going to see dreams come alive, dreams that have been put on the shelf. We're going to see, you know, a fresh fire fall on those dreams. I really feel like God's saying to a whole lot of people, it's not over. Come on, you need to believe in the dream. God's put it inside of you for a reason. And and it's for us to believe that God wants to see that dream fulfilled. So we need to dream the dream. We need to believe in the dream. And lastly, we need to just live the dream. We need to live the dream out. Now, come on, for every dream you have for your family, maybe you're a business person, maybe you're working in, in a medical field, or maybe right now you're, you're involved in, in the creative arts. What, whatever area you're in, carry a God dream. Just don't go to work and, and, and go about another day without understanding that God has a purpose for every day. And we need to live out that dream in our everyday lives. You know, every day God wants to do something new. Every day God wants to open doors. Every day we have His mercy, which is new every morning. We may have made mistakes yesterday, but we can, uh, we can welcome in the day knowing His mercies are new, r- realizing that we can take hold of everything that God's promised. Uh, full access. And it's through the relationship that we have with God that's made possible through Jesus Christ. Now, dreams, Dream Sunday, I'm saying, come on, let's stir something in our spirit. And not just for, for, for 2021, let's not wait till uh, New Year's Eve to get a dream for 2021. I'm saying here and now, let's, let's something of God, speak to our spirits. Because I believe when you've got a God dream, is then and there you begin to fulfill your your life purpose. And I'm believing in every place that God's going to move, that His Spirit is going to fall, 
that God together, the God dream in me and the God dream in you and the God dream in your neighbor and the coming to released in the earth. Come on, churches, I want you to dream big. Uh, I, in this next season, we're gonna break growth barriers. In this next season, we're gonna see those things that are held back come to pass. But it's as we continue to dream and we keep continue to move forward. And here's the deal. The God dream in me is not independent from the God in you. And the more we dream a God dream, God brings us together to see His cause fulfilled on the earth. Hey, we love you. We're praying for you. I know it's going to be a special day. I'm going to pass back to every location pastor right now. And I know they're going to minister. And uh, today's going to be a special day where we, we begin to unlock what some of the future looks like as Equippers Church. God bless you. And we'll see you sometime soon. Amen. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Pastor Sam. Give it up for Sam. <laughs> awesome. How are you going, church? It's good to be stirred. Who's stirred by that? Who's, who's, who's ready to take hold of a dream? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add a little bit to that. Um, don't worry, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preach a whole sermon. Uh, so you, but you are kind of getting two for one today. Uh, so you're very blessed. Who's happy to have broken their fast? Who's broken their fast today? Just me. My, oh yeah, John up the back, some of you. If you didn't fast, well, you can still have some braai. I'm not, I'm not going to withhold that from you. Um, but I'm, I'm excited about Dream Sunday. I'm excited about the dreams that God has placed in me and He's placed in you. And what we're doing today is actually we're, we're tying up our, our, uh, our series by faith while we're talking about uh, dreaming as well. So I'm kind of talking... I guess you could title it To Dream by Faith, if you like, um, so we can kind of, you know, segue those th two thoughts together. Um, but as Pastor Sam alluded to plans, we often, who, who like, who's, a, who's a plan maker? Who likes to make a plan? You know, we make plans for our lives. We make plans for uh, our job. We make plans for our, um, our house renovations. We make plans for our families. We make plans for our holidays. We like to make Plans, And there's nothing wrong with making plans. However, Proverbs 19.21 says, Many other plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Many other plans in our hearts, but it's actually the Lord's purpose that prevails. And so beyond our plans, we actually need to get a God purpose. Beyond the plan's purpose. You could say a higher dream from God. And so that's why we, we, we talk about having dreams, because actually our lives are not to be just made up of our, all our individual plans. They're actually designed to be part of a bigger dream, a dream that God has for us. And I love the idea that actually all our dreams, they work together. They, they somehow knit together uh, and your dream, because you because you can reach a different area, you can do different things, and your dream is actually, it's linked to my dream, but God can work those things out to see a bigger dream, His dream worked out here on the earth. And uh, so today, we're going to look at um, Hebrews 11, which is this passage we've been going through in this by faith series, because it's the it's the the by faith chapter of the whole Bible. I think it's like 19 times. It says, by faith, and it goes through all these amazing things that happen by faith. And today we're going to see how Moses outworks a dream in his heart 
by faith. So if you've got a Bible, you can turn to Hebrews 11. Um, yeah, Moses, he kind of, he actually kind of had a plan to start with. He had a plan, but then his plan didn't work. It kind of died, and then God had to breathe on it, and then it came to life again in a dream. Uh, it says here, by faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ, uh, for the sake of for the sake of Christ, as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt, because he was looking ahead to his reward. By faith he left Egypt. Not fearing the king's anger, he persevered because he saw him who was invisible. By faith he kept the Passover and the application of blood, so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. By faith the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land, but when the Egyptians... I, I invite you now, Holy Spirit, stir in us. By faith stir a dream in us. As I share, may they be your words, and may you come, Holy Spirit, and breathe your dreams in us, we pray in Jesus' name. And all God's saints said, Amen. Amen. Awesome. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're ready to dream. Turn to your neighbor and say, yes, I am. <laughs> come on. Okay, so if we're to think about to dreaming by faith, first of all, to dream by faith, we actually just need to choose the way of Jesus. If you're taking notes, we need to choose the way mobility. Downward mobility. You see, you might have thought that I'm talking Dream Sunday, so I'm talking about all the big things that we can do. And we've got to dream big and we've got to go, yeah, dream, shoot for the stars and go hard or go home and just kind of, you know, launch out into that. But if we, when we look at the Bible, actually, the dreams of the Bible are very different to the dreams of the world. See, modern culture's dreams are all about just going big, but they're often, modern culture is built on a, on a broken foundation. You see, Moses, if you look at the life of Moses, he had it all to start with. He had prominence. He had uh, education. He had opportunity. He had luxury. He was possibly a military hero, uh, actually. He was a prince of Egypt. He had all the advantage and all the precedence, and yet, he didn't go after those things. Possibly because he started with them all, he realized how hollow they were. And in fact, possibly he had an advantage on us because we're all aiming to go, oh, if I get there, if I get to that, if I have this, if I have that, then I will be fulfilled. Now Moses started with all that and he realized it's a hopeless dream. He realized that actually there's nothing in that, that it's hollow. And, and perhaps, you know, you could say, well, Moses, he's got an advantage on us because he started there and he realizes that. Let's learn from Moses' example. Can I tell you right now, what do you, you know, that, that, that ladder that you're following, that you're climbing up, like, where's it going? What's at the top of the ladder? Because sometimes we, get, we just kind of inadvertently follow what the, our culture tells us. And our culture says, well, I've got to get on the property ladder. And, and I've got to get on the, the career ladder. And I've got to get on this ladder. And I've got to get up there. And I've got to just keep climbing, keep climbing, and keep climbing. And when I reach the top, what do I get? But what do you get? Like, the myth is that you get happiness, that you get fulfillment, that you get whatever from, from the world. But actually, it's a myth. The way of Christ is often in a different direction. The greatest path to happiness is actually the path down. 
climbing down. He came from heaven all the way down to a little cradle on the earth. And he lived in pretty insignificant circumstances. He came all that way down. And, and Moses, he does the same thing. And so actually the, the path, the dream of God is not always just, wow, lights, or this. Actually often the path, the dream of God is actually to serve. Is up, as Sam was saying, to see other people's dreams released rather than living for our own. See, here's a, here's a disturbing thought. Maybe in fulfilling your dream, God wants you to go down. Moses, it says there that he was mistreated for Jesus' sake. Moses chose to be recognized with the people of the, the Hebrew people who were mistreated in that time. They were slaves. He chose to be recognized with them. That's it's a hard, hard concept for us sometimes in our Pentecostal tradition. Is just like, yeah, we're gonna go on to victory and take the promised land. And yes, there is a promised land at the end. But Moses actually he didn't even see it till beyond the grave. Sometimes we think, oh, the promised land is just me having my nice, luxurious uh, little life here. No, that's not the promised land. The promised land is it's eternal. It's beyond what we can see here and now. And so actually to go up in the kingdom, often we need to, in the kingdom of God, we need to go down in the kingdom of the earth. So what does that going down look like? You know, okay, that's all very high and theoretical, but let me give you some practical examples. Taking a lower-paid job so you can do something more fulfilling and more in line with God's purposes for your life. Because money isn't the highest ideal. Deliberately choosing to do less hours at work so you can be a more present mum or dad. They both go the fly in the face of, of, of the dream of our culture. Moving or staying in a place, not because the work is better paid, but because you feel a call of God to that community. You feel a call of God to that group of people to serve in that place. They're all actually ways that we, we go down in order to fill the dream. Or an even smaller scale, just spending some time helping that really annoying workmate. And that can be that can be us going down and actually fulfilling the dream of God in our life. Taking time to encourage someone out of our busy routine, serving someone in some small way. Even those little steps are, can be steps towards a bigger goal. Choosing downward mobility. See, to dream by faith is actually to follow the dream of Jesus, to identify with Jesus. It says in verse 26, he, Moses, regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. The treasures of Egypt were pretty substantial in those times. Actually, sometimes we just need to, to ask, you know, that, that bracelet you get, uh, what would Jesus do? It was all, all the rage a few years back. Sometimes we actually have to ask that question of ourselves because the world by default is worshiping a false god. It's worshiping success and money and sex and, 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 and whatever pleasure, happiness. It's worshiping those things. And it's chasing those things, but chasing those things is like chasing the wind. Actually, when you climb down, when you search after God's plans and purposes, you will receive happiness and fulfillment and joy because you're following him. So Moses regarded disgrace for Jesus as higher value than the treasure. Treasure, treasure, uh, treasures, treasures. 
don't think too hard about how you say it. Why does, what, what, is, what does this grace for Jesus look like? Well, what, what does that actually look like for us? You know, the parable of the sheep and the goats is a great story of, of Jesus breaking it down in practical terms for us. Jesus commended those people who, who identified with the least and the lost in, in society. The parable of the shepherd, the sheep and the goats says, go visit people in prison. Go, go clothe um, those who are without clothing. Go, go visit those who are lonely. Go change the lives of those who are less fortunate than yourself. We're doing, we're entering into what we call Heart Week this week. We're looking for opportunities. We've got our, our, our um, box of food for the Sally Army, but let's do something more than that. Let's do more than just give a few items of, uh, of food. Let's actually look for opportunities in our community, in your neighborhood. Look for people who, because tell you what, loneliness is an epidemic in our world, and often, too often, we're, we're all too focused on how our own lives to actually realize there are people around us who are hurting and broken and are far more lonely than we are. At least we have our e-groups, we have our church family, we have one another. Often there are people just just living very lonely lives. Let's reach out. Okay, so that's the first thing is actually perhaps your dream to, to achieve the dream of God in your life is not to go up, it's actually to go down, to follow the way of Jesus. The second thing I would say to dream by faith is actually just simply to persevere. Sometimes God's given us a dream, but for whatever reason, we, we've let it go. It says in verse 27, by faith, he, Moses, left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. Moses persevered. I don't have time to go into the whole story. I'm not going to read you all of Exodus. But Moses returns from uh, exile in, in, in Egypt. He gets the burning bush experience, and he goes to the Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and he says, basically, let my people go. And Pharaoh says, no, I'm not letting your people go. In fact, you guys have been lazy. Uh, I'm going to make you do the same amount of work, but you're going to not just have to build these bricks. You're going to have to find the straw to build the bricks for, uh, for them as well. So you're going to have to do twice as much work. And, uh, and Moses then goes back to the people he's trying to lead, and, and they're all like, what, what, look what you've done. What a mess. Like, you, you haven't made it easier for us. You made it harder. And, and poor Moses, he just has to hear all their complaints. He begins to hear their complaints. I say begins because for the next 40 years, all Moses hears is the complaints of the people of Israel. In fact, it's kind of like your, your Christmas uh, car journey with your kids in the back, and they're whinging and whining like, oh, when are we going to get there? When are, well, I'm hungry. I want an ice cream. I need to go to the toilet. When are we going to get there? It's like that, but for 40 years with a million people. Uh, it's like the worst car trip ever um, around and around the desert. That's how much Moses had to persevere. Like we, we think persevering is like when things don't happen automatically and have to pray for another day or another week, uh, actually try another 40 years before you see the dream fulfilled. We, we, need to, we need to get something on the inside that goes, no, no, God has promised this. God has given me a dream. I'm going to hold on to it. And so 
we, we see this, this cool story uh, where Moses goes to Pharaoh and says, you know, let my people go. And, and Pharaoh says, no, I'm not going to let you go. And then uh, he says, all right, well, I'm going to make a plague. And he, and he turns the, uh, the Nile River to blood. And Pharaoh goes, oh, no, you can't go. And, uh, and then Moses goes back and he says, right, well, I'm going to give you a plague of frogs. And Moses and uh, Pharaoh's like, no, you can't go. And so he comes back and says, right, let my people go. And a plague of gnats. And Pharaoh's like, no, you can't go. And he's like, a plague of flies. No, you can't go. A plague of livestock. No, you can't go. A plague of boils. Yeah, you can go. No, you can't go. A plague of hail. Yeah, no, you can't go. A plague of locusts. No, you can't go. Darkness. Yes, okay, you can go. No, you can't go. Uh, a plague of firstborn. And finally, he's like, yes, you can go. Go. Oh, no, you can't go. I'm going to chase after you. And uh, it's just this backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards. And eventually they do go, but they, they get chased down, right? He, he lets them go, but actually he doesn't let them go. And I think sometimes the, the dream of God and our lives, the devil doesn't want it to happen. And, and he might let it happen to a point, but then he'll snatch it back again. And you've just got to go back and you've got to ask again of God. And you go, nah, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, no. And you just got to keep coming back. Moses, 10 plagues. And even then when they go, they're still getting chased down by the devil. He's still getting chased down by the Egyptians. Sometimes the dream of God in your life is you've got to fight for it tooth and nail every step of the way. And some of you might be going, is it worth the dream? Yes, the promised land is worth the fight. But you've got to persevere. Another, it's, it's, chapter 11 is really fascinating. You, you look at it and you go, man, it's just all about faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. There's another way you can look at it. You can look at the number of times that the author mentions death. It's actually death and dying and things of death are mentioned 20 times in this pa- passage. It's like the author is deliberately kind of, even facing death, you can overcome by faith. Even faith can remove the fear of death from your life. That, that faith can look beyond the grave, can look beyond death. And, and so, because here's the crazy thing for Moses, he never actually sees the dream. He, he stands on the edge of it, right? He stands on the edge of the promised land, but he never actually crosses over. And you could say, well, actually, Moses fails, right? He never actually fulfills the dream. But here's the thing. The dream is not all about us seeing the answer. I pray that we as a church have a dream that goes beyond ourselves. That we have a dream for the next generation. That we have a dream that, 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 that people that we don't yet know will come into the kingdom of God. That what we are establishing here is going to see lives changed. And we're going to be like that host of heaven. They're going to be cheering on, going, wow, we were part of something that established a a beachfront in Tamaru that set the, the course of the lives of thousands of people to be changed because of what we persevered in in this city. See, Moses changed the course of history for a nation because he persevered. 
Sometimes we just need to persevere in the dream, not knowing exactly when we'll see it or whether it will see it this side of eternity, but the next generation will. So, you've gone very quiet on me, church. (laughs) It's a sobering thought. It's a hard thought to wrestle with, but actually our dreams need to look even beyond ourselves. The ultimate dream of faith, finally, number three, is the ultimate to freedom. That's, that's God's bigger picture, that we would see people led from slavery to freedom. By, and verse 29, by faith the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land, but when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. I love how it's by faith that the people pass through. It's only by faith that we enter into the promised land. It's only by faith that we come into relationship with Christ. It's not by making it happen ourselves. There's a, there's a little mini picture in there right there. The Egyptians tried to make it happen in their own strength. They had their chariots. They had all their uh, horses, and they tried to force it and make it happen themselves. And the people of God went through by fuss, by faith, by faith. And it's a, it's a, the picture is that we're, we're leading people. My, my, my prayer is that we all individually are leading people from slavery into freedom. And that's a personal challenge to myself as well, because I have to think, man, who in my life am I leading from slavery into freedom? Who am I discipling? We often think of discipleship as, oh, it's just once people have got saved, um, then, then we kind of help them along the journey in their faith. No, no, discipleship begins way back before they're ever saved, before they know Christ. You're discipling people. You're making a follower way back before they even know Jesus. You know, Jesus doesn't actually tell us to build his church. My job as a pastor here isn't to actually build a church. That's God's job. Jesus says, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. He tells us, all of us, to go and make what? Disciples. Let me hear it nice and loud. Disciples. So who are you discipling at the moment? Who is a person who is, who is near to you but is far from God? who's near to you but far from God. That's who you need to be discipling. That's who you need to be drawing a little closer by faith towards God. That is, that is. so that's, that's our dream. That's my dream for the next year is we would see ones and twos and whole families being led from, from slavery into freedom, from darkness into light, from being lost, from having their, their identity found in whatever, because actually that's a, I think that's the issue of our age is identity. People's identity is just tied up in, in their social media presence, or it's tied up in their work, or it's tied up in, in what they have or what they do. But actually our, our identity, the core of who we are, is to be found in Him. And people are ser- they're searching for Christ. They're searching to be found in Jesus. And we can point the way because we have found our identity in Him. So your dream today, I don't know what your dream is, but there's a bigger dream that it's to be a part of. And that dream is to see people walking from slavery into freedom. God's dream is that none shall perish, that all shall know Him. And that's our collective dream as well. So I don't know what your what your dream for your life is. But I know that God has a dream for you.
health or in education or whether you, you work from home or whether you're a parent or whether you're retired or whatever you do, God wants you to dream in this place. He's got a dream for you. Pastor Sam said there's, there's three stages to a dream. I love that idea that, that there's a birth, there's a death, and there's a resurrection. For Moses, there was a birth of a dream. He saw his people in slavery, and he was like, man, I've got to do something about it. And he tried to make it happen by himself. If you, if you know the story, Moses goes and he, and he sees one day a, a slave owner uh, beating a Hebrew, one of his brothers. And he takes things and he's like, this is not okay. I can't have my people in slavery. And he takes the life of the slave uh, owner. Of, and he, and he, he murders this man. He tries to take the dream by his own hand. And then he realizes, ah, oh, and he realizes he's going to get in trouble. And so he flees. He, he, he basically puts himself in exile. And so he had a dream, but his dream dies. But then, after being in exile for a long time, the dream is resurrected. God comes to him. There a miraculous occurrence and speaks to him through a burning bush. And in the dream is revitalized. The dream is, I guess, really birthed in that moment. 